Hello, loyal followers. We're back for another week of Law School in Brief. I am one of your hosts, Megan, and with me is our other host. Hey, I'm Lydia. Hey, Lydia. Hey. Hey. Yes, I think this is episode 24, and yes, we still don't have intro music. <laughs> so, Oh, I have given up on that. <laughs> Megan, I was relying uh, you on a you different. to be. What was that? You sound a little different. I do. Yeah. Are you calling me from somewhere? Call me from an airport. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. keen ear, first of all. Um, <laughs> yes. In fact, I am calling you from somewhere a little different. I am in my closet. And... Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Back in the closet. I. Um, <laughs> I've been in here. Once or twice before for recordings, um, for various reasons, sound quality mostly. But tonight I'm in here because Adam is using the kitchen to make nachos. And oh. apparently that is a very noisy production. Are you getting so some of those We're hoping. It depends how long this recording takes. <laughs> oh my gosh. This better be law school in brief. <laughs> yeah, very brief. Nachos are on the line. Okay. <laughs> so, Lydia. Last we left off, we were talking about jails and prisons and hopes and dreams for the future. This week, what are we going to be talking about? Um, I think we're talking about the, I think it's that time of the semester to talk about the summer job search. <laughs> oh, no. Why? Yeah. <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... Okay, before we jump into that, I suppose we should do some highs, lows, and mehs. Yeah, yeah. How's your week going? I've had a pretty fantastic week. Wow. If I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah. um, for no theme. The whole semester, I mean, trimester for you. It's like, I mean, you're kind of having a, a lot of good weeks in a row. Again, when the trimester starts with accidentally weeping in the dean's office, oh, right. it, it can just... truly only get better. <laughs> um, no, this, I mean, this week has been great. Uh, we had a really awesome criminal law lab on Thursday night where there was actually uh, a, a real life judge who was there to do a mock bail setting. Uh, hearing, yeah, it was rad with a district attorney and a public defender, both real life versions of those people. And there was a classroom of about 60 of us, and we were asked to just shout out, you know, uh, like, like biographical facts of this fictitious person who was like set. an improv night, like. Yeah, like improv. It was like, okay, like, what's this person's name? What? <laughs> you know, what? where'd they go to high school? Let's hear some good things about them. Okay, let's hear some not so great things about them. And so then based <laughs> on what we threw their way, they did an entire mock hearing. And it was so cool. And then afterward, we got to ask the judge why he ruled one way or another and what his thought process was and what the thought process was of each of the attorneys. It was just, it was so so cool. I continue to love this criminal law lab. Yeah. Yeah. My jealousy continues to grow. It's like a <laughs> weird how there's like a direct connection between those two things. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, correlation. Hmm. <laughs> um, 
So that was law school related. In a non, on a non-law school related note, we have had the most beautiful day in North Carolina today. Oh, same here. Really? It was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, 70 degrees, I think, at its hottest. And I was walking home and there was actually a point during my walk that I had to just stop dead in my tracks in the middle of the sidewalk and look around because I felt like I was living some sort of southern, like, is it Norman Rockwell? <laughs> like, it was it was so beautiful. I mean, seriously, there are these beautiful old kind of Victorian-style houses with big wraparound porches that inexplicably oh, are inhabited. Yeah, oh my gosh, porches, A+. Plus. Uh. But because there are so many colleges around where I live, it's just a bunch of people in their 20s living in these beautiful homes. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking down the street and there's just folks on bikes, where, not wearing helmets, of course, but we're going to put that oh. aside for a second. Okay. Folks on bikes and t-shirts and shorts just riding around because this, the weather's great. Everybody is sitting on their porch just talking, having a glass of tea. And then I walk a couple more blocks getting closer to my apartment and there's just a bluegrass band hanging out on their porch practicing and I just stood there and listened to them like a complete psychopath like, <laughs> like just st- I was the only person doing this it's not as though there was a crowd I just stopped and enjoyed it and then said bravo and kept walking it was that's, so pretty it's amazing yeah so it made it really really hard to come home and want to hit the books so instead I sat on my porch <laughs> You have a porch. What's your porch like? Okay, so we live on the second story of an apartment building. I guess you could call it that. There are only four apartments in the apartment building. Mm. And so our apartment's kind of shotgun style. And on one end of the apartment, you have a bedroom. Then you have the kitchen. And then you have the, you know, living room. And this mudroom area. And then our bedroom. And then right off our bedroom is the porch. I, it's wild. Oh my gosh. Your dollar goes really far here in North Carolina, let me tell you. I have my, I almost said very own. I do have to share it with a roommate. <laughs> Your husband. My husband. Um, I did. Our very own bedroom. But uh, I mean, our bedroom has a, a, a fireplace in it. It doesn't work, but it looks really pretty. The whole mantle is there. Does. Yeah. <laughs> And then you walk through the door and there's this gorgeous patio and it's really wide and deep and can seat comfortably about five people. Um, wow. I can't yeah. wait to have a porch party at your place. Yeah. Oh, and Adam spent the weekend, well, a part of the weekend hanging up market lights outside. So it's just Ooh. like the most ideal porch sitting situation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I thought it was a beautiful day out here, but I just walked to and from class and I didn't I didn't experience any music or porches. Oh, and the then blue it's about grass wasn't... snow. It's like it's super nice now. And it's straight up about to snow. <laughs> oh, How... well. Is it warm or is it just nice? It was yeah, it was like 70. Oh my. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um hmm. I don't know if my highs are as good as your highs. I think that I'm going to go with a very wholesome high. Okay. Which is that um, I went back to school today. 
<laughs> for the first time after missing all of last week. And it just really, people were expressing their concern for me and uh, be, just being really nice to me. It just was really nice. And last week too, when I wasn't in class, like some people sent me their notes totally unprompted. They just noticed that I wasn't there and sent wow. me their notes. And like, yeah, my friend Nicole, who's actually the 1L rep for the Christian Legal Fellowship, she texted me just saying she was praying for me. And like some people offered to bring me food, which I did not take them up on because I was like, you should stay away from me. But <laughs> I like, am an infection <laughs> <laughs> waiting yeah. to happen. But like people in their own way were just like, you know, just being really nice. And so, you know, being sick sucks, but it kind of is an opportunity for people to show you that they care, you know? Absolutely. Sorry to get so mushy, but like, gosh. Meh. Yeah. That's I, so I mean, sweet. I, guess I would turn that around maybe as a piece of advice for people who are listening back to our episode on making friends in law school. And I would say if someone in your class is sick and you just un- send them notes unprompted instead of asking them, what can I do to help? Just send them your notes unprompted. And like, man, that makes a really good impression. <laughs> so like the people who do that, I'm like, <laughs> wow, like, thank you. You know? Yeah. That, that in law school, I mean, notes, that's, that's some serious currency that, yeah. that might be somebody's class notes in law school might be the real life equivalent of, a $50 Amazon gift card, dare I say, <laughs> I don't to put a value on it. It's still, I still needed someone to go over them with me in person, but it was good to have both. It's like I had a uh, shout out to Lynn and Aaron who like hung out with me and went over everything that they had learned in class. So now that they've done that, the notes make se- more sense to me, you know, because what we were talking about last week where it's like notes, but it's notes based on what someone was saying. And if you didn't hear what they were saying, like sometimes there's a disconnect there between the shorthand of the notes and like the full sentences. But yeah, I feel like I've kind of feel like I'm caught up. I don't know if I am. I think it's something that I'm just like choosing to believe. I just intuitively feel like, like, okay, I'm fine. And I'm not questioning that because I don't want to freak out. So... (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that... I don't actually have good advice on how to catch up. It's like get the notes, get someone to hang out with you for a couple hours on Sunday before class starts, and then just like power through with the next week and like pretend like you didn't miss the last week. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah, reprogram like I... yourself. <laughs> yeah, I could I could follow what was happening in class today because I did the reading for today. So it was like I think I'm okay. We'll see when exam time comes around. And there's an entire question about like what we learned this week in class. I mean, last week, but. Do you have any idea? I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you remember which part of. Um... Wow. Why am I blanking on Cipro? this? So, yeah. Sit of CivPro that you missed. Um, I missed the tail end of personal jurisdiction. So we'd been, we've been working oh. on personal jurisdiction for a while, but um this was mm, maybe it was like specific versus general jurisdiction. Like Did the minimum you... contacts have to be related to the claim that's being brought. That that lesson. So it's kind uh, of yes. it kind of makes sense. That actually, I'm not too concerned about Cipro for now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Personal jurisdiction's not 
not the hard part. Did you read Panoyer v. Neff? Yeah, dude, it was our first case. Of course, yes. Only to find that it doesn't really apply anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so, so I feel okay about it, I think. Well, I wish I had anything to offer you, <laughs> but I do not. I have no notes. I have no Amazon gift cards. Oh, my gosh. Just hearing your voice, Megan. Oh, Lydia. Restoring my health. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, very good. We started with highs. Let's go downhill. I mean, uphill. I mean, we do this every time. (laughs) We do this every time. Should we just. All right. Now make me feel like crap. Tell me bad things that are happening. Okay. Should I just. (laughs) Should I go to my low and then to my meh? Oh, yeah. Okay. So my low is just feeling really foolish. Oh. Yeah. So you foolish? No. <laughs> okay. So I think that this is probably a relatable emotion for most people, or at least most people have experienced this at least one point in their life. I have been experiencing this almost every day for the last six months, but it's just a general but yet deep seated knowing that I know nothing (laughs) and it's like it's like learning how to play a sport and you're practicing against people that have played for years right you're just the people who are playing for years in in this analogy like lawyers lawyers? people who have careers so why are you comparing yourself to people who are already lawyers I'm not comparing myself to them no in in this analogy Sorry, I should have done a better job. I should so, be listening better. It's not you, it's me. So in this sports analogy, I am the rookie and I am playing against veteran players who like know how the game is played and are there to defeat me, but also kind of like show me the ropes because they're invested in making sure that I become a better player. Maybe we're all on the same team <laughs> we're scrimmaging. This is a oh, horrible okay. analogy. Anyway. <laughs> it would help I, if I understood sports. <laughs> I'm like, okay, so Lydia, there, there's this game called soccer. <laughs> anyway, I, so <laughs> I have been, and I don't know why I, why, what brought, what precipitated this, but I have begun sending emails out to attorneys, but also local professionals whose work I'm interested in, basically just asking if they'd have coffee with me or, or otherwise avail themselves to me for 30 minutes so that I can have them as a contact, but also, you know, understand what they do and how they do it and how maybe I could do it. Sounds great. I haven't heard back from any of them. (laughs) And I'm like, oh man, I just know that if you met me in person, you'd really like me. I, (laughs) but I don't know. I am not saying the magic words or something, or perhaps they are being completely inundated by the exact same request from dozens of other law students. But I also am, what was that? I don't think any random professional in Greensboro is being inundated with like a dozen law student requests. Yeah. Gosh. I guess. Yeah, you're probably right. I just I'm I'm doing this on purpose because I'm watching a lot of my classmates apply for the exact same jobs that are linked Ugh. on our on our, you know, career services yeah. div- 
department website. And I'm thinking, oh, goodness, I do not want to do that. It is just so discouraging to me to to know that I'm one of like 500 people that's applying to something. Yeah. So rather than do that, I'm I'm like of this mentality that I'm going to make my own internship. <laughs> you know? And perhaps if I solicit free, I don't know, intern power, I can you know, also take summer school classes and get financial aid. I'm just, I'm trying to like carve a path where one doesn't quite exist. You've sort of talked about yes. this before and like yeah. not really. I see why this is a low just because it takes so much effort, so much effort. Exactly. Yeah. So I emailed this, um, this person who is on the board of the, like, it's like a Greensboro affordable housing um, organization. And he is like a big kind of real estate mogul. And when you look at him, his accolades online, I mean, he just seems really involved in like all this high level sort of like city planning that's rooted in like community activism. And I thought, oh my goodness, I need to know him. So I emailed him and, you know, he's not a lawyer. He's a real estate person. But I guess I guess I, I'm trying to think of what he might be imagining when he gets my email and he might think, I'm not a lawyer. Why would this law student be emailing me? I have nothing to offer her. So that's just one example. I but, used to work for a commercial real estate company with multiple lawyers on staff. I doubt that they think it's weird. I hope not. I'm yeah. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it the old Megan seven days before I start to yeah. feel really, really bad about myself and really foolish. Oh but that that would be my low. Just also sure. as a previous executive assistant, okay, they might have an executive assistant that you should go through instead of them directly. Ooh, I don't know how I'm important these people are, but and I don't know how you would get their executive assistant's contact info. And yeah. their executive assistant's probably reading all of their emails anyway. So <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was hard enough to to find these people's email addresses. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> a lot of guess and check and Googling. So feeling a touch stalkerish and <laughs> a touch foolish, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm. How the cookie crumbles. What about you, Lowe's? Um low i went to this um banquet fundraiser at a glass factory st louis has some cool stuff this glass factory had like a ton of glass displayed and also like while this really nice event was going on there were artists blowing glass like behind you know you could see what they were doing behind some glass ironically but um that's really awesome ironically yeah. so, <laughs> so beautiful space everyone was dressed up you know it was a nice event and I just couldn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to because I just felt really gross like I felt really weak and my stomach felt bad like all the medicines I was taking to make my cold and my flu better yeah yeah just really upset my stomach oh <sighs> yeah and, oh my gosh, well, let me just say how much I love Mucinex. If they want to sponsor this <laughs> podcast, that'd be great. But I was taking the other kind of decongestant with pseudoephedrine. Is that how I say it? Pseudoephedrine? Yeah, yeah pseudoephedrine. So. Yeah. It fucks me up, dude. I, like, 
I it made me so anxious. Like I couldn't sleep. I had I was like actually getting better, and the only thing left in my sickness was just like a little congestion. And then I took this, and then it wiped me out. And I like I couldn't enjoy this event, and I missed another day of class, which was a field trip to a district courthouse. And I was like, no, no. And then on Saturday, I still was feeling gross. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, uh, no, I was done. Like, we were good. We were good. Why is this happening? (laughs) I know. And I went back to urgent care. And they were like, oh, well, if you're still feeling bad, you know, you could have caught the other strain of the flu. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, no, no, it's done. (laughs) Luckily, I don't have that. But I don't know. I guess the low is just, I, I kind of. I was really pumped to end my week away from school with a really fancy banquet. <laughs> In my <laughs> mind, I was like, after that, I mean, we're good, you know? Yeah. We're back to normal. <laughs> you couldn't possibly be time. at a fancy banquet and sick at the it's same exactly. time. In my mind, yeah. I was like, that marks, that bookends it, you know? So whatever. But I am really feeling much better now. But, you know, when you're sick and you're just like, Laying in bed, just like thinking about the body. I was just <laughs> actually no. <laughs> really, I'm just laying there, being like, bodies are so weird. Like everything inside your body is dark all the time. Like your lungs Ooh. don't be light. How weird is that? And like everything in your body is it all the same temperature? Is it all body temperature all the time, or are there like certain parts of your body that are like not as warm as other parts? And like. Oh you're God. eating you, get, you have this food that's like really beautiful but then no matter what the food is you mush it up into mush your body only ever gets to have mush oh. these are the things i was talking about wow i know this really isn't that kind of podcast like this yeah is- i'm like law school and <laughs> brief <laughs> and then eventually we all die <laughs> okay. yeah yeah <clears throat> So, yeah, um, I'm just glad to be back in school <laughs> thinking about <laughs> the law <laughs> and not bodies. <laughs> Whoa. I um, I don't know. I don't even know where to go from there. Just answer me yes or no, Megan. Isn't it weird that everything is in our body is dark all the time? <laughs> yes, Lydia. It is weird that everything in our body is dark all the time. <laughs> Okay, great. Deposition over. <laughs> I changed my low. <laughs> What's your low? Talking my, to me? <laughs> no, my low is the existential crisis <laughs> that you just thrust upon me. It's going to keep me up all night. You know, and your blood isn't even blood red until it, like, you know, surfaces. comes out of you. Yeah. Ah. Whoa. The mush thing really. <laughs> really. <laughs> It kind of makes a great taste for having an oatmeal diet, don't you think? <laughs> like, mm, no, no, no. Okay, <laughs> that's too much oatmeal for me. Mm. <laughs> well, I'll move on to my meh. Okay, my what's your meh? It's like this was the first week that I really had a moment where I was like, I shouldn't be in law school. Whoa, that's I not the I low. Kind of... Well, I, I bounce back from it i guess tell me <laughs> once more I got to, once i got to class i was like this is fine it was one of those things i was just in bed thinking for too long for like a whole week yeah. and i was you know and i was just feeling gross and i was just like i shouldn't be here i shouldn't be in law school 
like none of this makes sense. <laughs> but it does kind of make sense. I was just in a <laughs> it's just in a low place. Wait, you're not you went into great detail about your body mush <laughs> situation and you're gonna just leave us with that? Like, yeah, I thought about it and then I decided against <laughs> it. No, we need to walk me through the dark space. <laughs> okay, so um the the week that I was out of school, I really was just sleeping and watching TV. I think I mentioned this last week. Mm-hmm. But um, I, if you asked me, Lydia, what would you want to do with like a whole week off of school? Oh, my gosh. I could really catch up on stuff and like really apply to jobs. And I mean, I guess this is now just bleeding into like the general job application like update part of the episode but we still have to go back to your mez anyways i was just like oh i'm I'm not even applying to jobs and i was just thinking in my feverish state so i wasn't thinking very critically or very creatively and i was like what jobs even make sense for what i want to do um they're just there's just so so many jobs that don't fit and i have to somehow write a cover le- cover letters to them about why they do fit and like I'm just going to keep like faking it why am I still faking it you know like I had a good job I think yeah. receptionist to such a good job why did I give that up for this like it doesn't make sense um so so to to bleed that into what I was going to give my update for <laughs> for my job application thing is I've been kind of slow to apply to things because there's a professor who's doing something really cool at Wash U and mm-hmm. I just want to be her assistant for the summer and so in my mind I'm like this is the thing that makes sense you know I didn't get the other fellowship thing but this is a very that and that the Bangladesh thing was like perfectly perfectly what I wanted to do this thing is almost very perfectly what I want to do and then I just haven't seen a lot of things that are anything other than very tangentially related to what I want to do. Yeah. So I've been hesitant to apply to the things that are very tangentially related because I'm like, oh, if I had the chance to do this thing. So I'll tell you what she's doing. She is starting a legal aid clinic in a refugee camp and I'm, she needs people to help like research how to do that, how that's been done before, like what the structure would look like for that. How cool is that? I mean, that is so cool and so up your alley. (laughs) Yeah. So there's all of these things with migration that interest me, but they're not actually legal questions. Um, Like basically, whenever I talk with people about what I'm interested in, they're like, well, this is just not a legal issue. Like you should be in like policy school or like, you know, city planning or something, which is a little demoralizing. But this is a legal issue. It's like, what do we do about when people are on the move and they're moving in between spaces where they're covered by the law and they have access to justice? Absolutely. And don't do that. Like when you're moving, you're 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 also moving in between jurisdictions and you're moving in between, you know, places where you have access to the law. I don't know. Yeah. So it's like civil that- procedure applies directly to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah. That's yeah, that 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 makes sense. And I've been emailing her for weeks and she doesn't respond, but I just keep emailing her because <laughs> it's so annoying. 
And um, just today, she put me in touch with her assistant and was like, we're not promising anything. Like, nothing, nothing is set in stone for the summer. But if you want to come in and chat. And I was like, yes, yes. (laughs) I will be there. I have been here sitting outside your office for weeks now. (laughs) So that's a little hopeful, even though my intuition tells me that I won't be doing that. But it's still something. It's like, oh, there's, I might be able to find something else that is also related to what I want to do instead of just doing tangential stuff. Or I'll do tangential stuff. So what's, what is your backup, backup, backup plan? Like if all else fails, what are you going to do this summer? Do you think? Um, I do have a backup plan that's, that I feel good about. Um, and I'm, I'm so, so grateful that I have this because I would really be freaking out if I didn't. But um, one of my professors from last semester asked if I would be his research assistant. And so that's really flexible. I can do it from St. Louis or I can do it remotely. I can do it in addition to another job or I could like take on a little bit more uh, responsibility. So awesome. Yeah, it really, I'm like, and I did not, get the highest grade in that class so I think I was just asked because I was really annoying and asked a lot of questions in class like I can't believe that actually paid off like I feel (laughs) great about it (laughs) yeah so like I don't think that would ever be 40 hours a week but um that plus like if I spend the rest of my time volunteering then I'm good you know, because I have the like, you have to do something like legal ish. So that's yeah. legal ish enough for me. And then I could like work on Bernie's campaign or something like that and be like, yeah. Whoa, are you sure Bernie's going to win the nomination? Um, I mean, that was very definitive. Like, you know, something I don't know. <laughs> Well, he's the best. No, I don't know. I, I or or other volunteering that's relevant to me, but I feel like the American presidential campaign is relevant to climate change. So it's tangential, but it's like something that's worth doing in twenty twenty, I guess. That that is actually sort of my backup plan too. I know. I, I was inspired by you, honestly. Really? Yeah. You were coming up with all these like creative ways and I was like, Yes, mate, like you literally inspire me. Every day. Oh my God, Lydia. <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have been truthfully refreshing the Google page about the Iowa caucus results <laughs> every eh, 10 minutes or so. Still nothing. <laughs> but going in, your your dude Bernie was, was poised to do pretty well. So we'll see. Hmm. Um, well, that, that's great. I'm so glad that you have something. I... I, on the other hand, and this sort of wraps into my low, I just feel, uh, I feel so much like how you were describing, just nothing, nothing completely applies. And so I feel sort of like I'm half-heartedly throwing slow balls. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, yeah, maybe this, maybe that. I don't know. Um, Especially after we've been working, actually working. It feels so infantile. Yeah. To write these letters for things you're not actually qualified for. Because, like, you, if you were applying to something you were qualified for, like, from your pre-law school life, you would have yeah. so many job offers, like, in a minute. You know? 
Yeah, in fact, so I think I explained in an earlier episode the Campus Greensboro Fellowship Program. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so they are, like, invested in making sure that grads or recent grads of the local colleges stay in Greensboro, which I think is really awesome. Um, anyway, they have only one explicit legal internship, and it's, I think, Ooh. with, like, a banking-ish law firm. Either way, I didn't look into it because I just know that's not what I want to do. So they do have a couple internships. One of them is in the city manager's office and the other one's in the city planner's office. And I th those actually interest me. And so I've been working on those applications. In fact, tomorrow, and this is, <laughs> this is sort of like where my low comes in, because I do feel foolish doing this, but... I am going to go to the Greensboro City Council meeting tomorrow. <laughs> Do it. Just to see if I can meet any of these people and put a face to my name so that maybe these crazed emails that I feel like I'm sending out into the abyss asking for coffee dates will actually be, I don't know, responded to. <laughs> um, Absolutely do that. I love this. Please report back on like the layout of the room. Oh, absolutely, I will. Um, but anyway, the, there were a, there are a bunch of internships offered through Campus Greensboro, and a lot of them are in fundraising. And I'm looking at them, and they like pay semi decently, and the hours aren't crazy. They're like 25 hours a week, 30 hours a week. Um, <clears throat> and I and I th I have to resist the urge to apply to uh, those because you would so get oh my god in a minute you would get those I almost feel like they wouldn't give me those jobs though because they would look at my work experience and go why would she ever want an internship doing what she's been doing for years um, uh. you know <laughs> and I, I it would it would be non-legal and it would just reinforce the the non-legal parts of my resume so mm. there is this kind of push and pull between wanting the security of having an internship lined up and getting an internship or doing something that's applicable to the end goal, which is to be a lawyer or to at least yeah. understand the law and how it functions in a day-to-day -day setting in the world. So that's You know how of... we talked about like maybe you'd be a good lobbyist or a good like um, mediator arbitrator are there yes. places like that who can take on interns that aren't like law firms but they're related you know I actually haven't done uh any research into local lobbying groups but that's I'm gonna write that down because that is a great great suggestion and also I do actually think that the mediating and negotiating was really fun and something I'd be interested in. But doesn't that happen exclusively through law firms? I thought it did. Oh, maybe so. I don't know. If you're a lawyer listening to this, please <laughs> write in. <laughs> Anybody, really, if you know the answer. We're over here just trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, if this doesn't speak to how I truly don't know what I'm doing right now, I read a case this week, and this was actually the low that I'd written down. In my contracts class, we were learning about defenses to contract formation, and one of them, uh, Lydia, I'm sure you know them already, it's mental incapacity. So basically, this person is not of sound mind to yeah. enter into a contract. Like They cannot actually assent 
there was no mutual assent to this bargain. And the case was about this older woman who had a gardener who she trusted and who was very, well, she thought loyal to her. I think he's a piece of trash. Spoiler alert number two. (laughs) And he's like, you know, some 26-year-old guy. He's mowing her lawn for a couple of years. And she one day offers to sell her land and her her home to him for half of what it's worth and yeah and so she has dementia um which is what my grandma has and i lived with my grandma for three years and i was reading this case and i just wanted to rip this man's throat out (laughs) he he hired a lawyer he brought the lawyer over to her home he had the lawyer do this whole transaction and his argument was that during the transaction she was totally lucid like she (laughs) he made the argument that she was fine she was lucid she made instant coffee for us we had a celebration it was lovely it was instant all right (laughs) my argument exactly you could be completely incompetent and make instant coffee that's why they have instant coffee (laughs) anyway um yeah, so then her kids find out about this and they, they of course, flip out because their mother has been taken advantage of and now this huge asset has been, you know, sold. And it got me, like, really, like, in my feelings and feeling really, like, very social justice and how, you know, seniors in America especially <laughs> just aren't really, like, taken care of. And I got really angry and then I thought, maybe I want to be, maybe I want to work in elder law. <laughs> Yeah, there's a huge need for that. Elder abuse? That makes me so angry. I right? Like I could actually How dare you? Yeah. Someone someone that actually and, like kids too. I mean, anytime anyone wrongs anyone, but I'm just like Yeah. Somebody who would do that. Exactly. Exactly. There used to be this guy. He was a neighbor of me and my grandparents when we were housemates, roommates, and he would routinely park. So they had a very narrow driveway and he would routinely park in a way where his bumper was, I'd say, like hanging maybe a good foot and a half to two feet over the into the driveway (laughs) now we're talking about real injustice megan (laughs) so much so that it would block my grandpa from being able to like come in and out of the driveway and i got so irrationally mad i mean (laughs) this is a total tangent but i it's just like it was this like very deep seated protection vibe that i was giving i was like i have to protect these nobody can do this to my grandparents how dare you move your avalon you trash like so (laughs) mad yeah Yeah. so then i sent it It you know an email it was on the public street but just like blocking a private driveway private driveway huh yeah look at that law baby yeah (laughs) So then after reading that case, I there's this there's a an elder law firm that's right by the law school that oh I gosh. pass almost every day and I sent an email to the attorney and we'll see if he ever replies to me. He might I'm he sure might he something. will. Whoa. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's an honor to be asked for advice, I think. I think so too. I'm gonna choose to continue thinking of it that way too. <laughs> 
I'm honoring all of these people oh, by so soliciting much honor. Yeah. So much honor is being bestowed. <laughs> Just doling it out. It's free. <laughs> so your current situation job-wise for the summer is you're putting out a lot of feelers for, like, informational interviews. Yes. Your school has a job board, but it's not the type of stuff you want to do. Yep. And this Greensboro, um, this Patriotic Greensboro Fellowship (laughs) is, like, (laughs) do you already have that? And you just now need to choose, like, which thing you want to do? Or, like, can you apply to one of those, like, the city manager thing? And then if you get that, you definitely get the money. It's that one. It's the okay. latter of the situations. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. The money thing is stressing me out, man, because there's not... Okay, if you're listening, if you've made it this far, thank you. One. <laughs> Two. And I did not know this. When I was doing my spreadsheets for budget planning for law school, I thought I would have the choice as to if I wanted to sell out, quote-unquote, and make 30 k each summer... And then graduate without much debt. Or if I wanted to do public interest and then sell out one summer or like do public interest both summers. But like you don't really have that choice for summer. People are going to be getting firm jobs and like um, most people don't. There's the legal landscape has changed according to um, my friend's dad who's a lawyer who I chatted with this weekend um, about being a lawyer in Charlotte and what that's like. He said that, you know, when he was in law school, 1Ls had, there was usually a couple spots reserved for 1Ls in different firms. And then the, most people were 2Ls who were interning. But anyways, he's like, yeah, our firm, which is like the biggest one in Charlotte, just doesn't have any 1L interns. It makes sense because we don't know anything. Like what you were saying earlier, like we don't know anything. But um, still, it's like, oh, my gosh, now I have to work for free, <laughs> I guess. So definitely when you're looking at schools, look for schools that have guaranteed summer funding for public interest. For WashU, it's $3,000, but that's it for the whole summer. It's something. Like, I'm not going to complain, but it is, it's freaking me out a little bit because I, <laughs> that's quite a difference, 30000 for a firm job and 3000 for public interest. Um, that's really, this is an, an order of magnitude different. <laughs> so, yeah, and you are not a person who lives extravagantly by any means. Like, Lydia does not have a car. <laughs> you know what I mean? That. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty frugal. But <laughs> you said that in a funny way. There are certain... No, but th- I mean, like, there are, like having a car is such an expense, and so many people have them. So mm-hmm. think about that. Yeah. $3,000 would cover uh, the summer of paying for a car. Yeah. So... So ride your bike. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, money, money. Yeah, options. Lack of options. <laughs> I, I think if so, I'm going to this conference called the re- like a rebellious lawyering conference, which I'm definitely gonna share about after I go to that. That's on the 14th and 15th. If I don't have anything set up with this professor <laughs> or any of the places I've applied that are that I haven't heard anything back from. But if I haven't if I don't know what I'm doing when I go to that, everyone I meet at this rebellious lawyering conference, I'll be like, I'm a rebellious lawyer. Please hire me. I'll work for free. 
I'll get I... a watch you. Like we're good. <laughs> Here's my resume. And then like, that's it. Like, that's kind of like my kind of cut off myself. That's when I'm going to start like really hustling in a way that I admittedly am not doing now because I'm kind of holding out for this professor thing. Yeah. Woof. That's my Deep plan. breath. <laughs> yeah. Very good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all she wrote on my end regarding well, you some you went to like a panel about a job oh, search thing. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll end on that note. Okay. Today yeah, give us the advice that you Yeah, like. so today I actually went to a panel discussion that was uh, about how to answer tricky interview questions. And I had a few takeaways. <laughs> so um, one of the people there was, I believe he worked in the district attorney's office or the public defender's office. Big difference. Can't remember which one it was. But okay. I mean, he, yeah, yeah. he, he great info, but I, I just thought that's not something I'm going to be interested yeah. in. So I'm just going to take what he's saying, not remember his name or title. <laughs> okay. anti-networking about you I will not email you (laughs) if you yeah if you want to really really mess up networking come talk to me (laughs) so he said that that when they're interviewing you they do not want this is not about you it's it's this is a little contradictory in my mind he said they want to know about your personality but also remember that it's not about you it's about them and their needs which is sort of nice to remember because should you get rejected, which you certainly will, everybody gets rejected. Yeah. It's not about you. It's about them and their needs. So that's like nice. the literal job description, like sitting side by side with your resume and like going line by line. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a no for me, dog. In the <laughs> immortal words of Randy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god with exactly that emphasis placed in all of those places um another person said if you're a concert pianist put down that you're a concert pianist if you are not a concert pianist do not put that down <laughs> i love that yeah which is i think obvious but apparently there have been some mistakes um and then the last piece of advice which i thought was really really actually good it was beat your interviewer to your weakness. So rather than wait to have them ask that horrible question of what's your greatest weakness? Um, if you are the one who brings it up, you kind of control that conversation. And the speaker who t- gave us that piece of advice said, you know, I'll be the first person to tell you that when I went to college for the first time, I dropped out after one year and I had a, a 0.46 GPA. Oof. <laughs> Yeah, and he said, I even had an A on my transcript, and I had a point four six GPA. Um, but then he joined the military and turned everything around and went back to college and graduated and then went to law school in his 40s, and now he is an attorney, and he like has the job that everybody wants. So I thought, wow, that's really, really good advice. Beat him to your weakness. Mm. Yeah. So That is a great note to end on. I think so too. Yeah. I, for the record, am not a concert pianist. So <laughs> never said I was. Beating, never gonna say I am. That's my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Stiff fingers. 
weakness. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Well, okay, good luck. Maybe next week we'll both have jobs. That would be yeah, exciting. <laughs> maybe. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye. Bye, Bye. y'all.